0: This is the EPFR Exchange Podcast. All opinions expressed by Cam, Todd, and our podcast guests are solely of their own opinion and do not reflect the opinion of EPFR or Informa, its parent company. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the EPFR Exchange Podcast my name is Kirsten Longbottom, and each week, EPFR's resident economist, Cameron Brant, joins me to discuss what our teams were monitoring in the data EPFR tracks and what we expect for the upcoming week. Cam, good morning. Last week, we took a bit of a break as we both traveled to various places. What was your big takeaway from the event in New York?
1: Well, I was uh, I was down talking to uh, a group of uh, Latin American pension fund uh, managers and professionals. Um, I think the main takeaway was uh, their surprise that they hadn't seen more of a positive swing to their respective countries' asset markets, uh, given that they offer commodity stories which could uh, substitute for some of the uh, uh, ones that are being uh, complicated by the Russia-Ukraine conflict.
0: Interesting. Well, this week, the U.S. Fed Reserve made a stance on inflation and hiked its key interest rate. So investors turned to more defensive positions in light of this and the Russia-Ukraine war entering, I believe it's, it's 12th week now. Yeah. Where did investors mainly cut exposure or increase exposure this week?
1: There wasn't much increasing of exposure uh, among the sort of uh, among the fund groups that saw uh, bigger reductions, uh, bigger outflows uh, were alternative funds, uh, real estate and financial sector funds. Uh, Europe equity and bond funds continue to struggle with the current investment climate uh, in there. Uh, part of the world. Um, and emerging markets bond funds had another tough week. So, what's
0: your 30-second recap on emerging markets?
1: Well, um, certainly in the equity space, it continues to be you know, any positive sentiment that flows uh, are, are, by and large, going to China um, it was a very subdued week. There was obviously uh, an underlying concern that the Fed would uh, hike its key rate by 75 basis points. So uh, there was definitely uh, a sense of people waiting till they got a clearer picture of just how aggressive the Fed would be. Um, and you know, o- overall, it was fairly hard to make a strong case for any individual market um, you know what the uh, the the uh, the people I was speaking to uh, have been uh, wondering about is also I think uh, somewhat uh, curious that uh, Latin America funds are not seeing more interest given that they do. Uh, provide uh, an alternative to the uh, the commodity stories that are, are obviously somewhat truncated uh, with the, the, the Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. Um, and fund managers have been, you know, more bullish on Latin America. Allocations have gone up uh, in the uh, diversified global emerging markets funds, especially for Brazil. Uh, but investors and fund managers seem to be on a slightly different page here.
0: So you briefly mentioned the talk over a 75 basis point hike. And some investors felt relief when the Fed decided on the 50 basis point hike. What's the likelihood of a higher basis point rate hike in the upcoming months?
1: It's always a possibility. And, you know, we will see what April's inflation numbers look like. Um But, you know, there's certainly plenty of evidence that the Fed is starting to hike just as other factors were uh, reducing momentum in both the global and the U.S. economy, not least of those being sort of the shocks radiating out from events uh, in europe i mean i'd also say too that you know I think the Fed will be cautious um for the decade leading into the covid pandemic. They were deploying their major policy tools to try and bring inflation uh up to around two percent while bringing unemployment down to basically um come to the lowest possible rate. Um, And, you know, having uh, achieved something that looked like success, certainly by the middle of last year, uh, I suspect there's going to be uh, a general unwillingness to overreact (laughs) and basically uh, create the, the opposite scenario. Uh, but I do I do think uh, they uh, n- need to be serious about inflation, so I would expect the next interest rate hikes to be another 50 basis points. And uh, perhaps encouragingly for the Fed, uh, I think markets believe that they are uh, willing to grasp the nettle to a fair degree. Uh, we saw the biggest uh, redemptions from inflation-protected bond funds in over two years this past week.
0: Yes, I was going to mention that. Funds typically associated as being a hedge against inflation, that being gold and inflation-protected bond funds, saw outflows this week. So is that a sign of less worry in the market overall?
1: <laughs> uh, less worry in the market is, is a hard uh, <laughs> a string of words to embrace at the moment. But yes, I think it does reflect that there's a feeling uh, you know, the Fed knows that this is something it needs to get on top of. and. Is uh, you know you you might even argue that it reflects a certain fear of uh, overkill, but um, you know as I said I I believe the Fed will err on the side of caution.
0: So um, we briefly spoke about real estate sector funds as well, and um, investors pulled out more money from sector funds overall than they did add. So real estate tech and financials saw significant outflows and with housing prices on the rise and the US 30-year mortgage rate exceeding 5%. There's been a lot of talk about a housing bubble. And I was wondering what your thoughts on that
1: were. Um, well, before we dive in, we should qualify the the number for our uh, real estate sector fund flows because uh, almost half of it uh, was attributable to a single uh, UK-oriented fund. Uh, the Bank of England just hiked rates for Uh, the fourth uh, straight time. uh, And at the same time, um, British budgets are being squeezed by uh, additional taxes. So, um, you know, the case for real estate is even more fraught uh, in the UK at the moment than it is in the US. Um, You know, certainly there are markets here that you could... uh, argue or bubbles but uh even at five percent uh historically that isn't the, <laughs> a nosebleeding mortgage rate um, and um you know, if it takes a little bit of froth out of the market, I think it'll just kind of uh, get people comfortable <laughs> uh, with uh, nudging it higher. Real estate is also to some degree an inflation hedge, so uh, a little bit in the longer term will depend uh, again on how people see inflation uh, but you know generally house prices especially in the US have tended to at the very least sort of keep pace with inflation you know we were short and sharp this week uh, you know other other than taking defensive positions it was not a week where the fund flows hummed with conviction more hummed with fear <laughs> so, uh, we which uh, I don't think will come as a surprise to any of our listeners. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, thank you, Cam. And we'll chat next week.
1: Uh, We'll talk again next week. Yes.
0: Sounds good. Bye. Thanks for listening to the EPFR Exchange Podcast. For more information or to suggest a topic for a future podcast, please visit
1: epfr.com slash podcast.